Welcome to Sportin' Live. Introducing your host, Ed Draper. Hello, how are you? Welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life. Ed Draper with you once again, sports broadcaster in the UK. Thank you for hitting on the button. Appreciate you being here. Thank you also to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Check out Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham online also bno underscore cheltenham on social media a fine store in the heart of cheltenham my hometown around the corner from me in a district called montpellier in the courtyard there but through that company serene av the sister company they can source you whatever televisual equipment suits your needs your vision your budget so worth getting in touch with jason briggs and his team to discuss the options. Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham, appreciate their support. Thank you also to Cytoplan for their ongoing association with the podcast, food-based supplement company. Again, house not far from here in the west of England, one that my father has been working as a consultant for for 20-plus years, very much in accordance with their philosophy of, of food substance going into supplements, thus being digested and administered into the body as they would be through uh, through eating food as best you can so my father has, has had a hand in some of the ingredients and some of the supplements my dad being dr mark draper who is a general practitioner doctor but also a micronutritionist and we take or i take the immune complete two as a, a basis multivitamin or vitamin but there's lots of specific stuff there a lot of the guests coming on the podcast definitely advocate for vitamin d3 vitamin d3 you may call it particularly in the winter months in the northern hemisphere where we're living here in the UK as the rain just uh, batters against my Velex window here, wet February day. Um, but yeah, worth getting in touch with Cytoplan. If you go to cytoplan.co.uk, if you'd like to look at optimizing immunity with them, c-y-t-o-p-l-a-n.co.uk, you can have a 30% discount with the podcast. Uh, the code up front is 30%, and then it's 10% thereafter on further purchases. And the code is DRAPER10R. My last name, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numerals one zero, and the capital letter R. Right, this podcast is with a very inspiring young man, Faisal Malik, who's going to be making his debut in Cage Warriors, which is a mixed martial arts franchise competition in the UK, often is... I suppose, uh, a platform, a podium, a feeder league, if you like, for the UFC, which is the preeminent mixed martial arts competition around the world. Um, world famous athletes like Conor McGregor, of course, competing in it. Faisal, though, in the foothills of his career from Luton, is somewhat unique in that he's British Pakistani. He says that people from his heritage aren't represented in professional MMA. It's a big driver for him. And he is a devout Muslim as well. So really interesting conversation with Faisal Malik as he promotes uh, approaches his big debut in, on Cage Warriors on f- March the 18th. That's coming up. So here he is, uh, the one and only Faisal Malik. Faisal Malik, welcome to the podcast Sport and Life. How are you? You're you building up um, to a big, big, uh, big fight. 
Yeah, man. Thank you. I'm good. Um, yeah, March the 18th, hopefully I'm fighting on Cage Warriors. Now, this is your debut in Cage Warriors. It's a big weekend in, in British MMA, isn't it, as well? Because the UFC comes to London March 19th, all being all being well. Yeah. How excited to be part of that? Because kind of, I think people are almost looking at it as almost a doubleheader, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Plus, um, um, it's going to be good because the UFC is the following day after. So mm. I know there's going to be some UFC guys in the crowd watching and stuff like that. So I'm definitely going to try to put on my best, best, best performance. What does Cage Warriors debut mean for you? Is it does it feel like a significant step? Because I know you've had what five bouts already, you're five and zero oh in your record, yeah. but this feels like what a significant stride forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's something that um, I like. You know, you only write goals down. It was one of my mm. goals that yes, I need, I want to fight on Cage Warriors. Um, like going towards the UFC. The UFC is the ultimate goal, but that is one of my goals that I'm glad that I'm able to um, achieve that. Yeah, that's brilliant. What was the sport yeah. of MMA given you? Because we're going to talk about your ambition to bring it to other people of Pakistani heritage, to Pakistan, to South Asia as well. But the sport has, has helped turn your life around. It's a debate because I work at Sky Sports and we, we interview a lot of boxers. It's a, a conversation that undeniably combat sports can cause damage. But the, the adage in yep. boxing is always... Now the sport takes more life or saves more life, sorry, than it than it than it takes certainly, and and turns people's True. lives around. Is that something that you've experienced? I know you had a boxing background as well, but just through the, yep. the sport of MMA as well. Oh yeah, don't uh, definitely um, like it. For for me personally, my 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 own thing was that it took me off the kind of wrong path and guided me into a more um, focused um, like a career now. You see it mm. where before I was a bit. I was naughty. Growing up, I was very naughty. I was getting into a lot of trouble, getting arrested, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, yeah, this kind of like channeled my energy into the right direction. Mm. And I'm able to um, go, go ahead and follow my dreams. What was the what was the particular attraction of MMA? Because you did, I think, started boxing, didn't you? And then you, and then you found jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And then I suppose you got the components, yeah. the ingredients of an MMA fighter once you followed those disciplines. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, I started off boxing and stuff. And um, I was overweight as well. Mm. So um, I was about 100 810 kilos when I was about 11, 12, 13, 14 years old. And what happened was um, for boxing, because because I was training in there, but I was overweight, I was still like um, quite athletic for my size. Do you get it? Yeah. I would, I would always, uh, like, um, I was okay. And um, what happened was I came across UFC one time on, on TV. Mm. And because it, sh- it, it was like, I don't know, it was just like, it appealed to me more. It was just like everything, kicking, yeah. kneeing, grappling, like that. Yeah. And, um, when it, but when it hit the floor, like, what, basically what I was seeing was that these small dudes, they're just tapping out these bigger guys. They're just like mm-hmm. submitting them. They're just like all over them. At the time, it was Hoist Gracie. He was just like destroying mm-hmm. everyone. And seriously, that, that really, um, like when I watched that video, I was, so, I was like, what is that? That's like, what's going on here? Like these guys are like muscular, they're bigger, everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then... My older brother got me in touch with like um, a jiu-jitsu club, like locally and stuff. And then I just started going there and um, then I realized like, oh shit, like this is really good. Like I need to learn this. Like, this is this is completely different. It's like, you know, you know, like, um, you know, like generally with boxing or striking, like everybody's got like a punch's chance, right? Like everybody can land, land one shot and it's over. But mm. with grappling, if you don't know grappling, you're finished. Like it's like, there's no chance. Like, <laughs> do you get me? So that's what really caught my attention. And I was like, you know what? I need to... Um, I need to learn it. So as I was learning it, um, I kind of like got addicted to it. I was like, you know what? Let me get to a really good level. Let me just keep pushing. Let's get to like a purple belt or a brown belt before I make the transition to MMA. Mm. And that's what I did. Yeah, well, yeah. it's interesting with that 
the aspect of it. Because I think a lot of us that came from, you say, being sports fans or or practitioners of, of a striking sport like boxing, it's almost a sort of shock when you watch something like the USC and you kind of think, well, the, <laughs> yeah. no, the, ref, the ref's not stopping it. They've got on the ground, they're rolling yeah. around. And you think, <laughs> but do you think from the experience, because parents will be looking and concerned about self-defense, things like that. Do you feel that something yeah. like jiu-jitsu is, a, is the best yes. sort of form of self-defense? Because a lot of people say that, yeah. you know, street scraps and stuff ultimately often end on the ground anyway, things like that. True, yeah. Now, yeah, you're right. Uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is um, a brilliant um, self-defense. Uh, to be honest, the, the benefit of MMA is that it's got so many martial arts mm. to it. There's, there's, there's boxing, there's wrestling, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, judo, like you name it. So any one of those is brilliant for self-defense, mm. really. Do you get it? Yeah. But then if, 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 if people really want to take it up a notch, then they can start learning each one and then yeah. start adding it in. But I honestly think each any, any of those are brilliant self-defense and is, is good for any kid to get involved in because um, you'll just channel your energy in the right direction. Mm. I had this real, I had this interesting conversation with Matt Skelton, actually, former European heavyweight boxer, yep. but he came from a Muay Thai background and kickboxing yeah. background, but there's more money in boxing, so he switched over. But he said the, right. the difficulties he had at times were when boxers have their feet grounded. When he was boxing, he'd often be throwing a punch and having his legs coming off oh, the ground because okay. he was preparing for a kick. I don't know how, how have you found yeah. the, the subtleties of, of switching from solely punching to, to being able to kick and defend kicks and things like that? Um, uh, because... Um... It's, it's, it's different for me because I've done it kind of young. Do you see mm. it? Yeah, so it's easier so to learn. It, yeah, it's easier to learn. But um, it's um, like the way I fight is like I use my boxing a lot mm. with uh, with the footwork and stuff like that because obviously I won't, I won't give out a game plan or anything, but like um, I try to eliminate my opponent's kicks, simply. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Do you see it? But it, it, there's many ways around it. Um, the stance is slightly different, but uh, you just go towards your strengths, really. And just work, work with your weaknesses. Yeah, absolutely. And MMA, in terms of what it's given you, and I suppose all sports to a certain extent, is it, yeah. is it a sense of discipline? And, and how does that interplay with your, your Muslim faith as well? Because both inspire a discipline, do they? Are they complementary in that sense? Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, they both um, keep us, keep, keep me um, disciplined and grounded. And um, also, just, um, yeah, ground, grounded is a good word. It just keeps you like in check. Mm. Um, but at the same time, the sport keeps you disciplined because without it, you can't, if you're not disciplined, you're not going to really get far, mm. which is the truth. Do you see it? Because it's, it's not easy. It's not, it's not an easy life where you're training three times a day, each discipline. Uh, you have to be, uh, you have to, you have to be disciplined in order to, um, like go to where you want to go. Cause it's not, it's not like, um, like it's not a hobby. You got, you have to hit everything every single yeah. day. And in order for you to do that, you've got to stay disciplined, you've got to stay grounded, you've got to stay focused. What, what and that's where plan? I believe my faith comes in handy because ultimately that's what keeps me, you know, like just focused and grounded and not getting too ahead of myself. Mm. What, try, try, trying to kind of impress Allah or, or, or live according to his, his beliefs, his yeah, 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 yeah. With, with being a fighter yeah. and the discipline you need there. Yeah, 100%. We, we have our five pillars and that's what you try to stick to. Mm. What are the five pillars? Yeah, the five pillars. Yeah. What What are the five pillars? Just out of interest. Uh, it's charity. It's prayer. It's um, pilgrimage. There's just be just being good, a good, a good human. Mm. Just there's like five bases that we cover. Do Do you feel that that part of that your journey could be bringing sort of the Islam faith to to a wider population, but get an under better understanding of it for people who aren't uh, who aren't. Yeah, Muslim. yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. 100%. Um, 
because may, may, maybe through me they might see that the way I carry myself maybe or the way I talk or something they might be intrigued by you, get, you see it and then mm. if they look into deeper it would maybe say that they, they look into it deeper and they might uh, realize that hope for hold on it actually comes from something more like deeper which is my religion mm. and are you able to devote yourself full-time to, to the fighting as well what does a daily schedule look like for you do you have yeah. to um yeah. so so like a day normal days like you'll have a morning session uh slightly like say like an afternoon session and an evening session mm. every day every day there will be like um, striking and grappling and the third third session will probably be some sort of conditioning mm. So, so it's conditioning what, yeah. when your brain's more tired in the evening, you do the conditioning, you do the, the technical <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, it, it varies. Like right now, I'm outside SNC, like my strength and conditioning coach. Mm. I'm going to go see him. Like if it's not that, then it might be like a track work. Or it might be a run. It might be sprints. It might be swimming. Just something to complement my uh, technique, technical training. And when you approach this big fight in Cage Warriors, how important has it been to pace yourself to an extent because there's, a, there's an element in humans that we kind of think oh it's a big night coming up i'll go over the top but actually some some, <laughs> some fighters can burn out before the before the yeah night oh yeah man trust me you know i've learned that you know during my amateur careers and stuff like mm. just it, it, not even amateur, even just like up until now you're, you're always learning but um right now it's um i just need to want my coaches say simple and also performance as well in the gym how I'm feeling as well. Um, like my coaches, I, I, before I never used to take a rest day. I would always train. Mm. But now yeah. I've, I've put in a rest day where I need to rest in order for me to push harder for my other sessions. And where, where does nutrition fit in for you? What, what do you have, do you follow a particular philosophy? Have you got a nutritionist that advises you? How do you? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've, I've been working with a nutritionist for a good about five years. Mm. And um, yeah, we just message each other every day. Um, depending on the training, he changes my diet. And um, stuff like that, really, yeah. And being um, being a Muslim, I think what, what one of its thing, the intrigues for people who aren't Muslims is the is the Ramadan and how that fits into elite training. Oh, yeah. and athletics. <laughs> where, where, yeah, forgive my ignorance. When is Ramadan this year, and, and where does that fit into your um, training? Uh, hopefully, yeah, we're looking at around April the second, April the third. Mm. Uh, Ramadan, depending on the moon site and stuff. Um, uh, training wise, um, to be honest with you, like I, I train as normal. Yeah, uh, as in I'll train in the morning and I'll train uh, in the evening and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I train as normal. It, it, it does get a little bit hard, but you know, you'd be surprised how quickly the body adapts. Mm. After the first two or three fasts, you literally, like, it's not as bad as people think. Like, you, you can actually do it. Like, it's, 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 it's fine. Like, so, the so human no, body is way more stronger than what you actually think it is. Yes. Yeah, so no, no food from dawn till dusk. Can you drink water in, in yeah. that time? Yeah. Nah, no water, no, no water. No water. Yeah. So you had to kind yeah. of hydrate yourself before dawn, do you? Is that the, the key? Yeah, yeah. like, you, you know, that like, uh, from from uh, sunset, sunrise, like that little gap. Mm. Sunrise, sunset, sorry. Um, no, opposite. Yeah, from that little gap, let's say, like, it's going to be around six, seven hours, possibly eight, yeah. yeah. Just um, get your food in, get your liquids in, calories in, and then crack on the next day. <laughs> it, work, it works better in April than it does in June in the UK, certainly. Yeah, June yeah is, bro, uh, trust me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of them are so long, bro. I was like, oh, man. But it's okay, you get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I enjoy it. You know, you know, Ramadan is probably, like, it's probably the, my favourite time of the year. That really? This, this... Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's so peaceful. It's so relaxing. Like, and just, it's, it's, it's such, it's so hard to describe the feeling. It's very, it's so peaceful. Like, like you're just so calm and relaxed, man. It's just, mm. it's a beautiful, beautiful time of the year. Do you get self-respect from it? The fact that you can be that disciplined to, to not eat for that period of time? Do you think that's something that people 
because a lot of talk about fasting generally in society, isn't it? That it's a yeah. good thing that, that yeah. maybe for, for, for our health, but also maybe for our, our minds as well, to know that we can go without if we, yes. if we put on a hundred, oh, 100, 100, 100 million percent. Like, um, do you know, uh, like when I'm like, for example, let's just say when it's not Ramadan mm. and we're chugging down loads of water in between training sessions and stuff here, yeah? but like when it's Ramadan, just when you break your fast, even a sip is like, whoa, thank God for that. <laughs> and that's where it takes back, that's what yeah. that takes it. Yeah, you appreciate it so much because. It takes you back to the five pillars and that like, giving to charity and how the poor people feel and you know stuff like that and it really humbles you it's like you know mm -hmm. like we, we are so blessed to have what we have and we're so blessed to even like i'm so blessed to just try to go after my dreams where so many people are like stuck in so much uh, bad situation poverty stuff like that way like their life's hard for them you know yeah crazy big we so, we're, we're so lucky we're so lucky that our, our problems is is what uh, just not having a bit of sip of water throughout the day where people live like this 24 mm. 7 you know yeah homeless people you see every day and you know things yeah like that. yeah yeah it's, it's um like it really really makes you think you know of um like how lucky we are and how great grateful we should be absolutely what, what about your opponent come march the yep. 18th rory evans what does he bring stylistically what are you expecting and how, how do you think um, you're going to answer him um, yeah, so I've, I've seen him, uh, like I've watched his fights a few times. Mm. Um, he's okay, he's decent, he's decent everywhere, but um, he's, he's tough as well. Uh, I respect him on that, but I reckon I'll stop him in the first or second round, hopefully. That's wow. what I'm aiming for. Three yeah. rounds, three rounds of five minutes, is it? Debut, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep, 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 yep. Fantastic. And um, when you go in, into a cage, what you've got these ingredients of striking, wrestling, jujitsu. Yep. Do yep. you know? Do you lean instinctively into one, or do you, are you very flexible according to how the fight goes? What what you employ? Um, yeah, exactly. That's right. Um, it's kind of like you you base it right. You like you look at your opponent and stuff. You look at what he's about. But um, you obviously you you you, you, you know because MMA's come so far now. Mm. You can't just be good at one thing. You have to kind of like be everywhere now. Like a little bit. Like you got you got to be good everywhere basically. Yeah. Got to have a good understanding of striking, a good understanding of grappling, a good understanding of like, uh, like cage wrestling. So yeah, I like to mix it up, really. Yeah. And does the jiu-jitsu give you even more satisfaction? You mentioned the sort of the, the, the strategy and the intelligence required in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Maybe a, <laughs> maybe a right hook or a, a kick. Yeah. It's a proper game of chess, man. That, uh, well, fighting generally is, but jiu-jitsu especially, it's like your move versus his move, you know? Mm. Um, and then you just get him into a submission. But yeah. Uh, is really good, yeah. And how do you control yourself mentally in the build-up to this? I just, I'm curious because we always ask these questions as journalists of, of fighters and, and under the impression you're going to be thinking about it 24-7. But when you speak to people who are coaches, they say, no, we want them to not be thinking about it outside <laughs> yeah. of training. We, you know, we'll take them to the <laughs> cinema, we'll take them for some food at a restaurant, we'll you know, hang out with yeah. their family just because you don't want, you want to be in the moment when the fight comes and, and save your mental energy. Is, is that something that you focus on? Yeah. Does that help? Does that, when, you're pre yeah. when you're doing your prayers with your faith, does that help you meditate on yeah. those, those things? Yeah, 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 100%. Um, to be honest with you, I do visualize a lot about the fight, like just just generally, like when I'm driving, I visualize like you know certain combinations, certain like scenarios of the fight. Um, but what I've noticed is just like you know every fight, um, I kind of like deal with it better, mm. you know, like getting yeah. the hands wrapped, getting all these things, uh, getting all these things. But also I work with a mental coach as well who helps me a lot mm. of about just visualization and also saving my energy until that switch is turned, like when my hands are wrapped and my name is called out, then I try to save my energy until that point. 
Um, and also, um, I think I'm quite good at just just switching off after training. Like, yeah. I can go home and just, just like do live normal and don't even think about the fight sometimes. You feel like it's done. You've done the work. You need, you can just relax. Yeah, yeah, done. yeah. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And and what is the sort of the visualization that extends to this fight? Does it extend forward? I know that the UFC is the the ultimate dream. Is and is that right that there's yeah. there's not been a, a an MMA fighter in the UFC of Pakistani heritage? Is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's a, uh, the, there's not been now uh, not in the UFC. Hopefully, no. I'll be the first. Yeah. So you are you picturing there that? There are there, there are there are loads of uh, good fighters at the moment, but uh, none of us have broken through yet. Mm. So you want to be the yeah. first? Is that the goal? Yeah, yeah, I would love to, man. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Why do you think that is that there hasn't? Is it the sport hasn't caught on there? Is, is cricket still a big sport? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, plus, just generally, you know, MMA is quite new, isn't it? Like, it's only been around like 20 years, 25 years. And only, I'd say, in the last six, seven years since Conor McGregor's rise, it's really hit the mainstream. Mm. Um, so I think that's what that's one of the reasons. And plus, it's kind of hit Pakistan late as well compared to other, other countries. Yeah. And how do you see your, yeah. your sort of shared heritage, British and Pakistani? Is that significant, yeah. for you, do you think, to be a trailblazer to, to, prov- to present those two cultures? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's um, that would be, be amazing. Like being British and Pakistani, it's like, it's like you hit both markets. Mm. Amir Khan's got yeah. a big fight coming up in boxing. Is he, is he a role yeah. model? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Growing up, I used to watch his fights and stuff all the time. Yeah. And he seems to be and someone. He's, he's, he's had an amazing career. Like um, for what he's gone and achieved, like, world champion and stuff like that like it's amazing you can't knock the guy you're amazing done a lot of charity work hasn't he back in pakistan as well I understand yeah. It. And that yeah, is that, yeah, yeah that's important as part of the faith as well yeah yeah that's right that's right all you've got to give back brilliant and um yeah. do, you, do, you, do you sort of envisage inspiring young fighters is that is yeah. that really rewarding for you you know to see them training yeah, right. and even training for their life not even training to be professionals maybe yeah exactly yeah that'd be amazing man hopefully 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 that's that's the dream that's the goal Fantastic. Well, remind us yeah, how. Uh, remind us who's helped you on the journey as well, because you, you mentioned your full time. Of course, there's there's going to be sponsors yeah. that that are supporting you. Who's been who's been giving you that backing? Um, so first is my family. My fam- uh, my family have always backed me. Um, then it's my management. Be be have come on board and they've literally, literally um like changed my whole life. Like when it comes to uh, my training and everything. And through them, I've got um I've got a shout out a few of my sponsors. Look and hear me. Oh. Yeah, you got you there. Don't worry, you're there. You oh, just your yeah. camera went briefly, um, but your audio is still there. Yeah, um, I've got a list of sponsors that I want to shout out. Is that okay? Yeah, you go for it. Yeah, um, the first one's um, Homes and Floors. Mm-hmm. The second one is Zandra's Cafe. The third one is Gas and Elect. Fourth one is Universal Accountancy, and the fifth one is Motor Fetching Detailing. And from BE, because of BE, they've literally made my life like so much easier. And I focus on training full time. And um, and hopefully you will see the uh, they will see and everybody will see the rewards. Hopefully when I put on a good performance on March the 18th. Fantastic. And wh- where are you based, Faisal, in the UK? Uh, I live in Luton. I live in Luton. Yeah. Luton. Okay. And that's a yeah. local. Be a local company. Is that right? Uh, not no. not local. Uh, yeah, they just they cover football, uh, uh, oh. combat sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. And what, what weight are you fighting at? Because you were 17 stone at one time, weren't you? I heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I was 108, 110, but I fight at 61.5. 61.5 kilos, is that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, bantamweight. Oh, bantamweight. Yeah. So what is that? 135? 35. 
yeah pounds. Say five pounds yeah in, in sort of yeah. so what yeah. else you, is that comfortable weight for you because what is that that's less than it's less than 10 five pounds less than 10 stone isn't it in, in english yeah yeah um it's it's all right uh, to be honest with you, it is quite a tough getting down to the weight mm. but i can make it i can make it yeah good good the nutritionist comes in handy <laughs> yeah man that's right that's right and just um you know over the years just trying to like you get used to it trial and error trial and error you find different ways you know yes of helping you make the weight yeah yeah well look i look forward to watching your journey Faisal, and i no, really appreciate, appreciate your time how can we follow you what's the best place to to, to be there um my instagram handle is uh, fmalik145 and that that's for all of them like twitter facebook all of them yes yeah, fmalik145 fmalik145 so you're going yeah. to go up and wait? Yeah. Is that is that going to be the weight you're going to go up to, 145? <laughs> no, so basically, what happened, <laughs> that Instagram handle, I had it in the amateurs, and I, and I fought at lightweight, because um, yeah. I was kind of losing weight, I fought at lightweight, then I fought at featherweight, now I fought at bantamweight. So yeah. when I made that, that was, that was, that was <laughs> I thought, yeah, my dream weight is going to be um, featherweight, but it's not, I'll get lower than that. <laughs> hey, you, can end, you can end up a heavyweight, who knows, as you go through. <laughs> In it, just go up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, easier than going down, isn't it? I'm sure you, you, you probably appreciate that, but it's, uh, it's great yeah, discipline man. there to be, to be had. Faisal, appreciate it, and um, best of luck Thank you so on much, March man. 18th, and we'll keep in touch. Thank you, my man. Nice one, man. Thank you so much, yeah. Hey, young man, Faisal Malik, find that interplay between religion and sport, discipline and structure that for young men we know in particular can go off the rails a little bit and it's interesting the influence that both the sport and his religion islam have had on faisal malik in uh, providing just those foundations and a, a routine around life and certainly ambitious like what he's doing in terms of uh, trying to promote british pakistani culture and spread the sport of mixed martial arts around the world and it's one of those things to talk about in the podcast a lot with sports people that are engaged in activities in a lot of sports particularly fighting but incurred damage and not necessarily what you'd quote unquote say are good for you physically but the benefits mentally spiritually seem unquestioned the more i speak to people over the last couple of decades covering boxing and, and mma so really interesting to get faisal's taken and wishing the best of luck against rory evans friday march the 18th may the best man win uh, if you want to find out more faisal is online as well social media look for faisal malik I've got a big Instagram account and he's on Twitter as well, I know. So thank you for listening to that. I hope you enjoyed it. If you could rate it on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to is so. Give us some constructive feedback as well if you like. That'd be appreciated. Um, but yeah, great to have you listening and pass it on to a friend if it, it did resonate with you. That would be fantastic. Um, thank you to the sponsors as well, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high-quality customer service and installations check out bno underscore cheltenham on social media bang off some cheltenham website and through that company serene av can source you whatever you're looking for in terms of your home entertainment system big screen audio visual i think i'm just saying words now i'm not sure exactly what they mean is i'm not a huge tech buff but they're good people jason and his team so get in touch with them and if you are looking to optimize your immunity um Bear in mind the association of this podcast with Cytoplan, the food-based supplement company. If you'd like to try some of their products, head to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk. 30% off your initial purchase, 10% thereafter with the discount code at checkout of Draper10R. My last name, D-R-A-P-E-R, the numerals 1-0 and the capital letter R. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you're having a good week and speak to you again soon. Bye.